Hey everybody, what's up? It's Pooch here from the After Work Drinks podcast, and I just wanted to do a quick disclaimer before we jump into this special edition. Uh, this one is entitled Pooch Does Vegas dot 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 and Oktoberfest. And oh, trust me, uh, both places were a good time. Uh, but the reason why I'm jumping in to do this little blurb, this little disclaimer, is because in our opening segments, we were recording live on location at Imperial Oak Brewing, uh, who we featured in our previous episode, and their Oktoberfest slash Oak. Oktoberfest, get it? Imperial Oak, Oktoberfest. Uh, we recorded live from there our opening and closing segments. And during the opening segment, which you're about to hear in just a minute, uh, we did have some difficulties with the audio on our field recorder. Uh, one of the inputs was being wonky. So as we were trying to mix the background music of the band, uh, and myself and my surprise co-hosts vocals, uh, along with lots of other fun people that walked up on us live to tape. Uh, we had a little bit of problem with vocals going in and out, up and down, and we tried to manage that the best we could in post-production. And I think it's uh, serviceable, though it's not the best quality audio that we've ever done. So bear with us on that opening segment. And if you get through that, the rest of the episode is perfectly fine. Uh, we appreciate you tuning in. And uh, what we lack in audio perfection in the open, we make up for in entertainment value with uh, some people that walked up to us. And usually that can be disaster, but sometimes it can also be comic gold, as I'm sure you've listened to and seen on TV, YouTube, and other classic things. Uh, we had a, a very fun situation where we talked with a gentleman, and then we found out who he was, and hilarity ensued. So definitely don't miss that. Uh, let's get right into it. It. Here it is. It is After Work Drinks Special Edition Pooch Does Vegas dot 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 and Oktoberfest. Welcome to the After Work Drinks Podcast. Here are your hosts. Oktoberfest, and we're having a grand time. 
and uh, we've got a lot of cool stuff coming up on the show today because we are on location and when you're on location you have to make it special so uh, by all means Stay tuned uh, to whatever platform you're listening on. You know you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spreaker, and maybe other places. Maybe people pirate us and put us on other websites. I don't know, but it's possible. And uh, of course, if you want to check us out on social media, see pictures and videos from this very Oktoberfest that I stand in, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at AWD Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at AWD Pod. And you can check out our Snapchats, full name after work drinks. That's the screen name on Snapchat. But uh, right now it's time for our first segment, which is called A Guy Walks Into a Bar. So let's play the intro, a very special intro for this gentleman. It appears we have a guest. Somebody get that. Who is it? A guy walks into a bar. 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 Welcome to the program, my good friend, Miguel. Miguel, do we want to drop your last name, Miguel? I don't know if we want your last name because it could be incriminating. Yeah, that's fine. But uh, this is the this is the very Miguel that we reference in our preview show. Uh, Miguel is one of my two buddies that years back at an old job. We were talking about doing after work drinks, but it was going to be like a, a YouTube thing. And here we are now, we're doing after work drinks together, you're filling in as my co-host here on uh, this audio thing that we have going on. So welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you for having me, Pooch. Uh, this is actually pretty great. I remember us talking back in the day where we used to work, talking about starting this up uh, between me, you, and our other, other buddy, Armando. Yes, and it was, we, uh, we were in his basement, and that was cool, and we were like, planning we were talking about what we would do and we were like taking some pictures and stuff and, and Danielle who's not here so I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about her Danielle she made fun of us she's like you guys were taking pictures before you do anything it's like well come on now you market anything there's a press release right yeah. I don't feel bad about pictures you looked good in your pictures you looked sexy those pictures were were legit they were gonna go on Facebook so it's gonna be Facebook legit Facebook and, for uh, real. and Armando had a <laughs> awesome bar in his uh, basement that would have been a cool backdrop so maybe maybe we need to hit Armando up he couldn't make it today uh, but that's okay I forgive him but I think we should hit Armando up and possibly like see if we can maybe shoot some YouTube video content for, uh, for the podcast. Because we do do some bonus content on the social media, and we want to ramp up our, uh, our YouTube activities. There's going to be some cool new stuff coming up. Uh, we're going to be putting like full interviews on there. If you want to not listen to the full podcast, just catch the featured interview with the brewery, winery, distillery. You can do that on YouTube soon. Uh, we'll also do some sketches, some skits, some funny stuff. And I think Armando's punishment for not being here with you and I right now to have a throwback to like four years ago when we were trying to hatch this scheme. I think his punishment is he's got to let us use his basement bar as like a backdrop. Yeah, I mean that and he probably has to buy us... You know, maybe the beer for the day. I think so. I think that'd be so. fair to say. I mean, it, it's going to be like Cheers. We're just going to have like our little backdrop studio uh, on location thing. And I mean, I don't really care what like him and like anybody in his his Armando complex that lives with him thinks about it. Uh, if I need to film at 2 a.m., I'm just going to walk right in there. I'm just going to do it because I mean, he owes us now. Yeah, we should definitely have keys to his house and he should have a stock fridge for us readily handle it, you know, ready for us. 
to drink whatever we want on demand. I, I and, won't. And, and that's just that's just being fair. If you wanted to go extra, then maybe hard some hard liquor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, the, the podcast is after work drinks. It doesn't specify any anything yeah. that's alcohol. Uh, he owes it to us right about now. Exactly. We could work till 5 p.m. or we could work till 2 a.m. Doesn't matter. We should have keys to go whenever we go, whenever we finish work. So we I, like, go I like right your ideas. I like your ideas. <laughs> now, now talk to me about about right now Imperial Oktoberfest because you got here earlier than me. You were here when the doors opened. So uh, how did it fill in? How many boots are you on here? I see you got a beautiful booted beer there with the logo. Yeah, I, I got here at like 10:55 maybe, and they opened at 11 a.m. Which you know, I'm an enthusiast here. Uh, so I, I've been about five beers deep, which each beer, each boot is about half a liter, so it's 500 milliliters for you guys that like to do math. And I think they're like slinging the boots around for like five bucks, which is oh, awesome. Oh yeah, get which yourself is, one. It's about five bucks a beer, so you definitely get more than, you know. You get some bang for your buck. Exactly, exactly. And what uh, what do we think about what do we think about the band here? What do we think about uh, about this oompa music here? It makes you want to bend oh, your knees. It, it makes you want to bounce. It's great music. It makes you want to move at either side to side, horizontal, vertical, whichever way you you prefer. Seriously, with, like, with beer in hand, it definitely it makes you want to you know rock your beer back and forth. Hopefully you don't spill because every drop is valuable. Exactly, exactly. But then at the end you want to cheer someone and then you want to start chugging a little bit. Not the whole thing, just a little bit, because they do they do a couple cheers. Yeah, there's a lot of cheers. There's like five <laughs> cheers. There's like a cheers before each song, there's a cheers after each song. And there's but, like uh, two in between. Yeah, yeah. And every song's pretty much about some sort of booze, yeah, for exactly. sure. But uh, no, it's, it's a lot of fun here. And I don't know anybody that's ever watched like uh, a, a German band with like the Lederhosen and the, the suspenders and the hats with the feathers in it and all those, those get-ups. Like, how do you look at that and not have fun? Like, this is a great time. And so we're recording this, like, Imperial Oktoberfest is happening at the end of September. But Oktoberfest clearly named for October. So there's lots of other Oktoberfest being had in the coming weekend. So, like, definitely you need to... Oh, there's Ziggy Zagging. Oh, yeah. Ziggy Zagging. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. Ironically, they're actually cheersing right now for beer. So everybody's raising their beers, taking a swig, taking a chug. Ompa! <laughs> I mean, it was... We couldn't have queued it up any better. you think they were on our payroll with that. But, um... Yeah, great times, fun times. Uh, I don't think anybody could come to an Oktoberfest, specifically this Oktoberfest, and not have a good time. Uh, Imperial Oak, uh, awesome brewery, one of our favorites. And uh, now we are being handed a summer sausage, and it is in Miguel's mouth. Does Miguel know where it came from? <laughs> Off the ground. <laughs> uh, we, I saw it earlier, and it looked delicious, so I mean, you know. I mean, it was a good summer sausage, but I think it may have, I hope, I think it passed the five second rule. There was two seconds there. There yeah. was a couple seconds. Well, we're gonna we're gonna let Miguel chew on that summer sausage. We're gonna let him wash it down with some of his beer in this boot. Uh, and we are going to jump in. Hello, sir. How can I help you? How are you doing, sir? I am doing well. Are you enjoying yourself here at this Oktoberfest? I hope you, baby. I love it. I love your hat. I love your hat. Thank you, sir. Straight from Vienna. Straight from Vienna, for real? Just got back from Budapest. Where the sausage comes from? Budapest? Nice. Budapest? Yes, sir. I was he's there a, a four years ago. You were in Budapest? I loved it. Everybody hungry. It's beautiful. Beautiful. My bad house there. You know, they have a torture museum there, which I, did, I, I didn't go to. You, you literally just got back. I got back a week and a half ago. That's awesome. And was it, it was your first time or you go there a lot? First time ever. And now you, first time, I you're impressed and you want to buy a house there? Um, my brother-in-law's in my house. All right, hey, as long you as went to somebody. medical school there. Oh, awesome. So you, you go to medical school, you can visit them out there. Somebody buy a house, just as long as you have access. Yeah, exactly. 
How are you, how are you enjoying yourself here? Have you been here since they opened today? My brother owns this. Oh yeah, who's your brother-in-law? Grant, Grant Hamilton. Fantastic, I interviewed Grant on the last episode oh, of the podcast. Yeah. Grant, hey, 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 Grant, we are in your parking lot. We're doing stuff. Getting hammered with Aaron Emerson and your brother-in-law. Well, all right. Nice. This, this, this what are the like, chances, dude? Hey, if somebody, <laughs> if somebody having a good time was gonna walk up to yeah. us live, like on the spot, impromptu, why not have it be a relative of the owner of the bar? Yeah. Love it. There's brother-in-law, easily baby. 200, 250 people here, and his brother-in-law come, walks up. Yeah. What are the chances of I that? I love it. Well, we appreciate you popping in. Make sure you tell Grant we're here. We'll come say hi to him later. You guys love beer? Oh, I love the beer. Look at it. I've just got nice. a fresh new beer. I love my. Boot. Got my boot. Oh, man. We're gonna go find somebody. It's We're gonna swipe a boot for you. If it's uh, if it's Beautiful. unattended, I'll grab you a boot. Oh. I gotta get one too. So if you see an unattended boot, grab one for me as well. Where are you guys from? What's that? What's that? We've got another visitor. I'll sell you this one now. Straight yeah. Cash money. How much cash money? You're going to I give you like three dollars. Oh. This one right here. Wait, you're gonna give me three dollars for that beer? No, I'm gonna drink the beer and then I'll give you the, the boot for $3. I will buy that boot off you, you for $3. My wife will be really happy that I don't bring any more uh, stuff over. See my wife and daughter over there. Excellent. So yeah, we all have too many uh, too many <laughs> glassware things going on if, if we're beer drinkers. I agree with that. But I, I will totally buy that off you for $3. She'll be really happy. I'm not even joking with you right now. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. 100% she's excited. Well, well, you take your time. You take your time. I know where you're at. I see you guys over there. And uh, and we will make a cash transaction for this boot. Alright, three dollars is a steal. I'll take it. I'll take it. If Pooch doesn't take it, I'm gonna go to Kasha right now, ask for three dollars in cash it. and get it. Excellent. So uh, I don't mind a second boot. That, these impromptu walk-ups can't be going any better. It looks like I'm acquiring a boot. Yeah, like, I mean, we're, we're talking to the brother-in-law of the owner here. You can't get yeah, any better than this. Buddy. Yeah, like what are yeah. the chances of buddy? I hope you use this. It is IOB, baby, Imperial Oak Brewing. <laughs> so we're gonna jump into what's hopping, and uh, then we're gonna we're gonna come back. We're gonna we're gonna do some more things. We're gonna talk about uh, some beers that I reviewed when I was out in Vegas. So we're doing a little combo episodes. Pooch does Vegas, dot dot dot, and Oktoberfest slash Oktoberfest. You got to pronounce it correctly. So uh, we'll be doing all that and a lot more, and we'll have more with Miguel uh, a little bit later on at the end of the program. So stay tuned. We're here on location at Oktoberfest. The band's taking a break, and uh, we'll come back once they start the Oompa going again. Stay tuned. For all of our latest show info, like upcoming interviews and guests, visit facebook.com slash awdpodcast and like us today. I hope we can be friends. We're friends to the end, remember? It's time for all the latest news and events. What's going on? This is What's Happened. All right, let's dive right in. Johnny Walker has revealed their first 50-year-old whiskey. Just 100 bottles of the John Walker Master's Edition have been released with an RRP of 25000 US dollars. Each bottle is a blend of whiskeys from six distilleries that were operational during the life of John Walker, who lived from 1805 to 1857. Single malt whiskeys sourced from Glen Albin, Glenary Royal, and Blair Athol distilleries have been blended with grain whiskeys from Caledonian, Cambus, and Port Dundas. Of these distilleries, only Blair Athol remains operational. Johnny Walker Global Brand Director John Williams said, 50-year-old whiskeys are very rare. Whiskies of this age have incredible character, but it takes great skill to reveal their flavor and then balance them so people can appreciate the end result. 
The John Walker Master's Edition is a triple matured Scotch whiskey that has been finished in small batches in a marrying cask made of 100-year-old oak staves. On the palate, the expression is said to have flavors of black currants and citrus, which give way to rich, creamy, dark chocolate and a long, gentle, and warming finish with cooling menthol and a subtle smokiness. Bottled at 43.3% ABV, the John Walker Master's Edition is presented in an individually numbered, double-cased Black Crystal Baccarat decanter and comes housed in a cabinet made by Annie J. Stevenson, cabinet maker for The Queen. It is available in select markets worldwide, and for the full story, you can visit thespiritsbusiness.com. Not sure how many of our listeners can afford a taste of that. I know I certainly can't unless I win the lotto sometime soon. But hey, maybe we can go find a well-to-do friend that has a very high-end liquor cabinet filled with such things as 50-year-old whiskeys. And, uh, you know, maybe we become besties. We rub shoulders with the right person. Uh, Never say never. Hopefully we can get a taste of the Johnny Walker Master's Edition. Moving on to a little bit of somber news, William Bill Coors, the former chairman of the Adolph Coors Company, died Saturday, October 13th at the age of 102. Coors, the grandson of Adolph Coors and heir to the family brewing business, died at his home, according to a statement released by Molson Coors, which was formed in 2005 when Molson Breweries of Canada and Coors Brewing Company merged. Our company stands on the shoulders of giants like Bill Coors, Molson Coors president and CEO Mark Hunter said in a statement. His dedication, hard work, and ingenuity helped shape not only our company, but the entire beer industry. We honor his memory by rededicating ourselves to continuing the work he loved so much, brewing the best tasting, highest quality beer to share with family and friends. And while we here at Afterwork Drinks prefer our craft beers and consider Coors to be more of a party keg, tailgating, drinking game option, you have to respect a man whose life was a big part of the beer industry, and we certainly salute him. R.I.P. William Coors, gone at the age of 102, a very full life indeed. You can find the full press release from Molson Coors with more details on Bill Coors' life included at brewbound.com. And we have only one local event to promote this episode, but it's a big one. One City Films is excited to finally premiere their documentary, F*** Your Hair, and they will do so at the brewery that stars in the film, Five Rabbit Cerveceria in Bedford Park, Illinois. The event takes place on Sunday, November 4th. Doors will open at 3 p.m. Beer will, of course, be flowing, and the taquero will be on hand serving up delicious tacos starting at 4 p.m. The film screening will then begin at 5 p.m. Beer, micheladas, and tacos will be available for purchase, but no cover or ticket purchase is necessary. Five Rabbit and F*** Your Hair merchandise will also be sold at the event. Real Chicago says One City Films have quote-unquote bottled the essence of American politics into a new film about cultural dignity, First Amendment rights, and beer. So come have a drink with the filmmakers and owners of the brewery and be one of the very first to see fuck your hair. For those who are unfamiliar, this documentary chronicles the events that transpired when Donald Trump was running for office and started talking about building the wall and made many disparaging remarks about Mexicans. The immigrant owners of Five Rabbit were the house beer of Trump Hotel at the time, and as a result, they had two reactions. They decided to pull their beer out of any and all Trump-owned properties, and a new beer was born as a result, which is now the namesake of the documentary. Chica or, for our English-speaking friends, f*** your hair. 
Uh, I personally know that me, myself, and I, I will be there. I will totally be present. And uh, I'm hoping to round up some of the other guys and gals that help out here on the After Work Drinks podcast, see if we can make it a group outing. Uh, would love to see you there. Would love to say hello. Uh, would love to enjoy some great food, some great beers, and uh, what seems to be a great documentary. You can go Google search One City Films and uh, find them on YouTube or Vimeo and see the trailer to the film. Uh, it's going to be a great time. Again, Sunday, November 4th, doors at 3 p.m., Come out and say hello to myself and hopefully some others from After Work Drinks. That's going to do it for news and events. But speaking of good beer, let's jump right into some beer reviews. Pints up. Cheers. Oh my God, it's so good. It's amazing. Or pints down. This is terrible. Did I do something wrong? Are you mad at me? No, child, ain't nobody mad at you, but we do have some beer that would make everybody happy. Nobody will be mad as I review six beers that I have had in the past month, uh, three of them from my time in Las Vegas, and three of them at Oktoberfest at Imperial Oak Brewing, affectionately known as Oktoberfest, as you heard in the show open. Uh, so let's get right into it. First off, I had two different beers while I dined at Gordon Ramsay Steak in the Paris Hotel. Uh, I had Big Dogs Brewing Company, Peace, Love, and Hoppiness Golden Pale Ale. And I've got a little description there because they have a cool little tablet menu thing that gives you descriptors on all the meals and all the beverages, which is very convenient. Peace, Love, and Happiness Pale Ale is a golden pale ale with notes of tropical and stone fruit from the generous use of mosaic and amarillo hops. The generous dry hopping on this brew gives hints of stone and tropical fruits, complemented by a light malt aroma. And I have to say that light malt aroma, uh, I definitely noticed it. It was a little bit of a lighter fare. It didn't have the strongest IPA smell or taste. Uh, perhaps that's some of the tropical fruitiness that I was talking about. So uh, a little bit less zip on it than uh, than uh, what you're used to in a pale ale. And I, I thought it went down really, really nicely. And it paired well with my steak. Uh, I've kind of scaled back on my IPA intake uh, in recent months, but I do like a good APA with steak. Uh, that rolls right into the next one that I tried uh, while I still had some signature Gordon Ramsay Beef Wellington on my plate. I ordered up a Tanaya Creek Hop Ride IPA. And that one, according to the menu, goes a little something like this. Hop Ride India Pale Ale is medium bodied and aggressively hopped using a technique called dry hopping, which adds a nice delicate citrus aroma. Combine that with Magnum and Summit hops to kick up the bitterness and cascade hops for a floral bouquet. You get a well-balanced and very drinkable American IPA. Uh, so this one, as you heard, you know, that kind of has uh, some hops that kick up the bitterness. So this one, a little bit more of that uh, India Pale Ale, a little bit more of that IPA flavor that you're used to. Again, paired really well with the steak, though it did have some of that little citrus that it was talking about. And that kind of helped it also uh, feel like it was good to just drink on its own. Uh, didn't necessarily need it paired with the meal, but... There I was, steak in hand, I'm not going to say no, uh, but very drinkable as the descriptor says. Uh, I could probably have a couple of these by themselves on a fun afternoon. 
moving along, saying goodbye to Gordon Ramsay, I spent an afternoon at the Top Golf Las Vegas location, and uh, that was a lot of fun as well. Uh, not just because of the activities available to you there, but because uh, I met some really cool people there. And also got to talk to Amy and Jeff. Uh, they waited on us that day, and it was my first time ever being at a Top Golf. And I always heard good things. And uh, these two provided a really awesome service. They were really fun to talk to. Uh, chatted about all kinds of stuff. Had some stories. Uh, There's some common history going back to Michigan there. So shout out to Michigan here on the podcast. Uh, and it was just a lot of fun. I mean, I've heard good things. I'm sure I would have had a good time just playing the game, but. It always helps when the service is friendly and helpful and goes the extra mile for you. So uh, big, big props to them. And they served me an Abel Baker Brewing Waddle Session IPA. And that one was also very nice to have. And again, going along with this theme that it would seem uh, another very drinkable IPA. Uh, felt like it did not have extreme bitterness, uh, just like the previous two beers, just enough. Um, if you pair it with a meal, does it go down easier? Yes. Uh, if you have it by itself, I mean, some people give me all the bitterness, give me all the hoppiness in the world. Uh, others, they only like it to a certain degree. I probably fall into that area these days. So all three of these pale ales that I had in Vegas, Peace, Love, and Hoppiness, Hop Ride, and Waddle, basically fall in the same category for me. They go down easy, very drinkable, uh, very tasty. You can have them with or without a meal. And I give all three of them the big pints up. Uh, I definitely recommend that if you find yourself in Vegas, check it out, see if they're on the menu, maybe track down the location of the, the breweries proper and pay them a visit direct. Uh, or, you know, I don't know the, the situation in other states, but hey, you know what? If they distribute, maybe you could find them in your hometown. So make sure you keep an eye out at your local bar for anything from Big Dogs, Tanaya Creek, and Abel Baker. Uh, fast forward to Oktoberfest at Imperial Oak, and I had several beers there, but the three that stood out for me, we'll start off with Das Nuts, a pecan and almond flavored Oktoberfest beer. So think Oktoberfest in the boot, you know what that tastes like, but then on the back end, that finish, that you get that very distinct taste of a pecan, almost uh like maybe even just like a slight hint of like uh, a sweetness or a dessertiness to the pecan. Uh, if you ever had like candied ones, uh, you know, a little sugar on them, maybe something like that. Uh, kind of had like the sweetness of, of the pecan, but then the almond, you know what an almond tastes like. And um, I think I feel like in the finish as it rested on my tongue as I swallowed, um, you kind of had like the hint of that trailing off. Um, it was really, really good. I, I like an Oktoberfest beer, but to take a familiar thing uh, like pecans and almonds that I like to pop in my mouth casually, throw it in my beer, hey, nothing surprises me anymore. Nothing seems weird. Uh, nuts in my beer. Why the hell not? It worked for me. Uh, I give that one a pints up. Uh, just a fun little variant, a little offshoot on their standard Oktoberfest that they serve every year at this event. Uh, we also had something great for the fall time, Dark Gourd Pumpkin Ale. And I know you hear pumpkin, you think of lattes, and you think of all these other products that are on the shelves now. Pumpkin this, pumpkin that, ah. But trust me, this one was not for your average basic bitch. Uh, this was a very delicious beer. As implied in the title, it was a dark beer. 
dark gourd uh, and kind of had like a very smooth, I don't want to say desserty beer, but you know, you kind of think like pumpkin, pumpkin pie. Um, I think of sweets when I think pumpkin, you know? And uh, while this wasn't too far into that category, uh, it did taste like a normal ale. By no means was it like a dessert beer. It had just enough of that hint of sweetness that just comes naturally with the flavor of pumpkin, uh, while still being an ale, by no means being a stout uh, or creamy necessarily or anything that would connotate it being a desserty beer. No, it, you're still dealing with an ale, but that pumpkin flavor by nature, just a little bit of sweetness, and it hit the spot for me. I'm going to give that one a pint up as well. As you can tell, you know, I don't want to say that I'm not picky. It's just I kind of only subject myself to beers at breweries that I kind of have high hopes to begin with you know why go someplace you hear bad things about you go and you try beers at places that you hear good things about uh so that might be a little bit of foreshadowing the sixth and final beer that i'm reviewing right now on pints up pints down is the imperial oak cucumber lime blanc and this is one that i will say could be too unique or too wonky too just no for some people because uh, I think of cucumber I think of lime I think of like kind of like water like you know you go to like the hotel lobby and you've got like cucumbers in the water you got limes in the water you got some kind of fruit in the water just to give it that slight hint of flavor um, you don't necessarily think of, of these flavors in beer but I must say much like if it's in your water uh, cucumber gives the beer a very very refreshing taste uh, makes it very smooth and then on the back end you get that tart that tanginess of the lime Beer is by no means water, but this is like the closest thing to like, ah, give me a refreshing glass of water with like a hint of these flavors. This was pretty much like the beer version of that. Uh, very refreshing Blanc. Uh, it might not be everybody's cup of tea, so I could easily see people giving it a thumbs down that are into more traditional beers. But hey, if you're out there, you like to try new things. I always say I'll try everything once, sometimes twice, just to make sure. I went for it on this one, and I was pleasantly surprised. It was the last beer that I had of the night, coincidentally, and it was a good, refreshing end to my Oktoberfest. So, yes, uh, three beers in Vegas, all of them pints up. Three beers at Imperial Oak's big Oktoberfest shindig, and they all were awesome and delicious in their own unique ways, and I cannot say anything bad about a single one of these. Please do try them yourself. If you're listening locally here, uh, as I mentioned several times in the past, uh, our podcast emanates from the Chicagoland area, and you can go to Imperial Oak in Willow Springs, Illinois, to try those last three I told you about. Again, the Vegas ones. If you go to Vegas, hey, uh, it doesn't have to be all about the shizzy beer. You don't have to do your crazy domestic party beers that you have 20 of. You can get some nice craft uh, if you look for it, it's on the menus at the restaurants and there are actually several breweries, um, near the strip, just off the strip. Uh, so check it out, get on your little Google machine and, uh, you can track these down, uh, possibly locally as well. You know, more and more stuff is getting sent to, uh, other cities and other States and branching out. Distribution is a really cool thing. It's nice to not have to drive 20 States over to try something that they have to offer, um, in the beer world. So. That's my two cents, and we're going to take a quick break, and we will be back right after this with my featured interviews talking to some of the people in Las Vegas 
because when Pooch does Vegas, he does it right. He doesn't want to just party, party, party. He wants to get to know the locals. He wants their point of view. He wants to hear it from the horse's mouth because I, though I have visited several times now, I only have an impression of Vegas as a tourist. I want to know it from the people that have lived there for a while, and we're going to do that right after this, so stay tuned. Want to get in touch with the show? Email us at awdpodcast at gmail.com. All right, so Man on the Street didn't work so well in Las Vegas with shy tourists and oversharing drunk tourists, but we did interview a couple of the people of Las Vegas. First one up that I got to speak to was Carol from The Still in the Mirage Hotel and Casino. She is originally from Chicago, now living in Vegas, and a huge Chicago sports fan. Let's go, Cowboys! Let's go, Cowboys! Vegas, baby! Vegas! It's time for our featured interview. It's a celebration! So raise your glasses. Here's to you. All right, Pooch here with the After Work Drinks podcast. And uh, I'm in Vegas currently on vacation. And uh, we're going to do a little bit of a Vegas theme this episode. So we're just talking to people uh, out on the street, talking to people that live and work here, and just kind of... uh, Seeing what uh, the things you don't know about, maybe, uh, you know, the hidden gems or, or places outside of the Strip, uh, things like that that you don't always see on the, the tourist guide. And uh, somebody who I've met here who I think is very awesome and embodies a lot of what's cool about Vegas is Carol from The Still. Uh, and Carol is in charge of the food trailer in the back of The Still. And uh, I believe it's uh, Bud's Bud's, correct? Yes, sir, it is Bud's Bud's. And The Still is in the Mirage Hotel. Yes, that's actually very important. Look at that. You're already great at this. I, I, I glossed over that part. So yes, if you ever stay at the Mirage, uh, come to the Still. Uh, the reason I know about it is a couple years ago when I was here, uh, I was checking in early and I walked past and there was a sign out in front of the door saying, hey, it's Tuesday and got Taco and Tequila Tuesday. Uh, so come on in and it's unlimited tacos and, uh, and tequila, the house tequila, which is uh, Casamigos, I believe. Uh, if I remember right from my waitress and uh, so I did it two years ago thought it was a great deal I uh, thought everybody was really nice and I don't remember my waitress from two years ago but before we went up to get our taco orders for me at the food truck uh, she had nothing but glowing things to say just said how you're full of energy and that you're the, the life of the place so uh, I don't I don't want you to toot your own horn but uh, I mean how does that make you feel that, that you're so uh, well thought of at, at your place of work it humbles me I'm so happy and when I hear words like that it only makes me better because it's all about customer service you have many places to go hundreds thousands here in Vegas and when somebody chooses to come to the still at the Mirage we want you back we, we need you back and you're our lifeline without you we have no job so we try to make it the best experience we can and I mean, I think you do a great job of that because that's exactly why I came back. Uh, I didn't know anything except, hey, I'm going to get a great deal on tacos and tequila. And uh, two years ago when I did that, my waitress was really nice. And then I went up and saw you and you were great to talk to. And at the time, I didn't know your name, but I remembered you for those two years. And when I came back and I was like, hey, coincidentally, my stay in Vegas starts on a Tuesday again. I wonder if 
they still do tacos and tequila. If they do, I told my dad, hey, you know what? Taking you here for the first time, got in the mood for tacos, let's go get tacos. Uh, we walk in and you're still here and uh, it was great to talk to you and I uh, found out a lot about you that uh, we'll get to in just a couple of minutes. But uh, I did want to say that I had no idea at the time that uh, Bud's Buds was a relatively new thing. You said that you started running that in 2016? Well, I'm basically only a cashier, but you do have to see me first. And um, it, I was uh, retired at the time, and because I had worked for this company for 30 years, somebody threw my name to them, and uh, they called me and said, can you come open the place and, you know, run the truck not I mean I don't really run the truck but you know be an employee in the truck it might not be official but I'm gonna say you run the place you're, you're the you're the face that runs the place because you're what I remember I think you're probably what a lot of people remember because you're, you're the one that we all have to talk to when we come back there to get our food so you're, you're the one that we see you're the one that I remember yeah. and you're the reason why I came back so well, that makes me feel good and um, I kind of am the elephant, pink elephant in the room because I'm going to be 72 years old and everybody is in their 20s. So it, it's, uh, you know, I kind of stick out that way. Well, I, I think uh, I think you're only as young as you feel, and I, I think you're a bundle of energy. So you know what? You probably give those twenty-something-year-olds that you work with a run for their money, because you know Vegas—it's up late nights. Like you guys open at four o'clock yes. Monday through Thursday, so you get in here at two thirty. And uh, what time? What time do you leave on a, on a weekday night like that? Uh, about uh, ten thirty. Okay. Uh -huh. So and then the still yeah. is usually open at what, like two a.m. I believe eleven or twelve. Hours change periodically. I know on the weekends it's longer, okay. and I don't work weekends, so I'm sorry. I should know that. <laughs> no, no, but yeah, uh, I mean Vegas has a lot of you know late night spots. So uh, that's the initial thing that I thought is that you're just a bundle of energy to work at a place. You know, bar Vegas. It's going to be like a late yeah. night place. So to be 72, I mean you're running around back there. I see you going, and and, and it's awesome. It's really cool. So um, that's what drew me back. And so uh, talking to you yesterday at your window. I, I found out a couple of things that uh, you were originally from Chicago, which is where our podcast is based out of. And then you said that you relocated here and you've been here for 45 years now? For, uh, 40 years. 40, 40 years. years, huh? Yes, sir. And uh, what, what prompted you to change? Were there any stops along the way or you came directly to Chicago to Nevada and you've been here since? Uh, we took a vacation a year before and it was like a terrible winter. And then that February, we came out here for a vacation and my husband said, you know, we should like try to go out for a year and then we came here for a year quit our jobs came here for a year didn't have jobs and uh, fell in love with it never went back for 40 years so for for the last four decades uh, obviously you probably know a lot about uh, you know what's been going on in Vegas how things have changed uh, one thing that's probably a, a steady constant I think over all that time is a lot of people view Las Vegas as uh, a place that's kind of easy to do what you did, relocate and, and get a new job. Uh, I feel like every time I hop in a taxi here or an Uber or talk to a, like a waitress or a waiter, none of them are originally from here. They all came from somewhere else. Yeah. So it just seems like this place is a magnet for people mm -hmm. uh, just saying, hey, you know what? It's a nice place. Let me get a fresh start, new job. Um, so maybe you could speak to that in the 40 years that you've been here. What are some changes that you've seen in Vegas and the people, the places, the things to do? Well, the thing I think the big draw is that uh, the taxes are low. It's very economical to live here. Um, people move from, a lot move from California because they can sell their house and buy one here for cash. Um, 
I, you know, when you live here, it's it's different because you can go down to Lake Mead and go water skiing, and then an hour up, go um, snow skiing the same day sometimes. Yeah. So, and we have a lot to do, and we, we're close to Zion, we're close to California. We're just close to a lot of things, you know, kind of centralized. Grand Canyon, things are just hours away. So it's just not about Vegas life. There's a lot of uh, other things to do. Yeah, and uh, that's mm-hmm. the thing I think a lot of people don't realize, yeah. and I'm guilty of that too. So yeah. I, I'm just recently turned mm-hmm. 34, and uh, when I was 29, uh, my girlfriend at the time found out I'd never been on a plane. So we were like, what's the quick, easy place to go yeah. to? So two days before my 30th birthday, we flew here to Vegas, and uh, I realized, I was like, hey, you know what? I kind of had this closed-minded thing where it's like people come here to drink and to gamble, and like, what else can you do? And I quickly learned that there's some of the best food, some of it, which is your guys' tacos and other food that you serve at the still, and then, uh, you know, like, just if you... If if you're willing to look for it there's so much good cuisine um for just like all different styles and uh lots of different options as far as entertainment and the shows are great like I, every time i come here i try to see one show I'm going to see penn and teller for the second time tonight with dad so uh that'll be his first time so there's just like so much uh so much to do uh with your observations um do you see like a lot of new businesses and new construction and things happening because uh, I feel like every time I come here I see new places of business that open and then some that are closed down it's like oh the place isn't here anymore uh, the still has been around for a little bit though you said right it's been here for two and a half years yes so going strong you guys haven't gone yeah. away and uh, I, I think you guys definitely will be around for a long time to come uh, so to kind of bring it back around to its relevance to our podcast is we go and interview like distilleries, we go and interview breweries, and uh, if you look at your guys' menu, it basically shows on there that there's a wide variety of spirits and craft beers yes. from all around the United States as well as from other countries, uh, Europe and things like that. Um, so on top of the fact that what you serve is from all over the, the world, you also have visitors coming in from all over the U.S. and out of the country. So like, do you feel like you meet an eclectic amount of people coming up to your window every day. Exactly. They are, and they're so wonderful. Uh, You rarely have any problem. Everybody's happy. Everybody's excited. And we built um, the still. It's, we consider it the man cave. Uh, Guys like to come, but little do we know it draws a lot of women too. So it's, it's, it's just the best place to work. It's low key, fun. Everybody laughs. It's the best job I ever had in 40 years. It's been the, you know, this uh, this week that I'm here, it's been the third time that I've visited with you guys. And I completely agree with you that, like, you know, I end up talking to, you know, strangers sitting next to me mm-hmm. at the bar, chatting it up yeah. about the game that's on the TV. Yeah. Um, you know, friendly wait staff, obviously, yeah. yourself. And uh, that stuff sticks with you and you remember it. So when you're coming and you're at the Mirage, you say, hey, you know what, I'm going to go there again. And now, now that I've met you, you know, every year that I come to Vegas, I'm going to have to come back and make sure that you're still here, still working back there. I hope that... Yeah, uh, we have 24 TVs and big screen TVs. And if you're sitting at a table, we will put what you want on. So everybody can sit rather than come to the race and sports book, come in our place, it's comfortable, have your own group of people at a table and watch your own TV. Yeah, I believe it was uh, it was last year uh, that I was here, and it's coincidentally uh, was like the final four with the NCAA mm-hmm. basketball championships. And I walked past the sports book that we're now sitting in, and <laughs> it was mobbed, and people yeah. were ooing and eyeing and cheering for every every shot. And I was like, all right, you know, like I, I do kind of want to pay attention to the game, but that's not technically why I'm here, and, and that looks crazy. So I kept walking as I'm gonna go to the still, and and you guys were pretty full, but not as crazy. And mm-hmm. I sat at the bar, just talking to some you know people yeah. that I just met, and that's just 
just a really cool atmosphere and you guys have a, a really inviting thing going on there. Um, and also, uh, glowing reviews on the Mirage website, which actually says that your uh, your Airstream uh, trailer there that has been rethought, reimagined into a food truck, mm -hmm. uh, it actually says that Bud's Buds is the, the secret heartbeat of the still. And, and I would agree, because you're not going to come up to that window and not get a friendly conversation mm -hmm. from you. Well, it's an original 1973 Airstream, and they had it refurbished and made into this fabulous restaurant that nothing's made ahead of time. It is made fresh. And uh, besides how awesome the food is and the, the drinks, uh, I have to say an awesome conversation that we had last night while I was there. Uh, we found out you're from Chicago and we started talking about Chicago sports. So obviously you're, you're a fan of all the Chicago teams and so far uh, this year the, the Bears are looking like they're a much improved team, really good defense, so that's promising. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got the White Sox, we've got some new young prospects. I think they're going to be getting better the next year or two. Uh, the Blackhawks had a little bit of a down year last year, but hopefully they're going to bounce back. And and uh, of course, my favorite team, I'm wearing their hat right now, the Cubs. And, and you had a really cool story about uh, the playoff run in 2016 leading up to the World Series. Uh, just tell me, like, at the still, what you guys did. Because you are the person who uh, made a really cool Cubs display of their logo out of beer bottle caps with the appropriate colors and stuff like that. Yes. You've got a pennant up there. So you're a big fan, and you made sure you brought some of that into your place of work. So uh, how did that go? Did you have to go to your boss and say, hey, I know we're in Nevada, but we don't really have a yeah. baseball team, so can I Cubs this place up? Tell me how, how that went down in 2016. Well, actually, my boss said to me, I've been saving caps, and he had a big barrel, and he said, could you make a Cubs logo? And I said, yes, you know, and uh, it turned out to be, as people came in, they, the Cubs, especially Chicago people, they wanted to stay at the still, just because they felt it was home to the Cubs. So uh, as the playoffs came, it took about a month or, you know, five weeks for playoffs, they, people would come in. So then we started singing the, ha the uh, seventh inning stretch, take me out to the ball game and I would bring Cracker Jacks. And before you know it, it was like, they, you know, people were coming in wanting to do this. They felt the Cub vibe and everything. And then of course, November 2nd, um, we were packed and it was the final game, seventh game of the World Series. And, uh, it, it was just, I think I, I told you that it's just a day that goes down in infamy. You know, you always remember the day Kennedy was shot or the day the, the World Trade Center was bombed. On sadder notes, but the happiest day was the day that the Cubs won and we were sweating it to the ninth inning. And uh, afterwards, uh, it was touching to see grown men cry and say, Daddy, we won it because... Their fathers had taken them and wanted to win it all those years, and um, grown men were crying. We played the Go Cubs, Go, Go Cubs Go song for an hour. People <laughs> never left. Yeah. And uh, everybody had pennants or horns, and it was better than a New Year's Eve. It was better than any New Year's Eve celebration we have. Yeah, I mean, I'll always remember where I was and the, yeah. the people I was with. And, uh, you know, the same thing, like you said, uh, obviously, uh, I, I called home uh, after, you know, the initial rush and a few minutes of people crying and cheering, whatever. Yeah. Um, I was walking down the street. We were marching towards Wrigley from uh, from the place that we were watching yeah. it. And while we did, I had like 2% battery and I made sure that I called <laughs> home. And I just told my parents, I was like, oh my God, I was like, we did it. I love you guys. My phone's going to die. And, yeah. uh, and I thought about my grandfather too, because when I was a little kid, he would always play catch with me and my cousins, mm -hmm. taught us baseball 
baseball, uh, White Sox, Cubs, and everything. Mm -hmm. And originally, like you said, a lot of people, unfortunately, you know, their parents were no longer with them. Mm -hmm. And uh, but first thing you did is like you go to the the cemetery and you find your loved one, and people had all kinds of Cubs little markers that they were putting on headstones yes. and, and things like that yes. in the cemetery. And, and that was really cool because, like you said, um, you know, on sadder occasions, like you said, with the World Trade Center. But uh, right now we're recording this, the dog days of summer. We're approaching the end of September here, and I, I remember seeing people online on Facebook, on Twitter, uh, tweeting out thoughts saying that, you know what, September 11th, always a very sad day, but the happiest day that they mm. were ever part of, that they remember fondly is September 12th, because with so much like negativity in the world and all these bad things that mm. you always hear with the news, you know, unfortunately, it's always if it bleeds, it leads on the news. There's not enough happy stories. They're yeah. Definitely not the first story to, to lead off a newscast. And so people were reflecting on how September 12th, how just all Americans were brought together, and you know, it didn't mm -hmm. matter what race you were, what religion you yeah. were, uh, any of your beliefs, you, you were brought together by just that camaraderie of, mm -hmm. of you know, USA and being an American. And when the Cubs won, they had fans not just in Chicago, but mm -hmm. all over um, that either originally were from Chicago, like yourself, or re, you know, relocated, or people that just for whatever reason adopted them as their team. A lot of people, hey, I never lived in Chicago, I wasn't born there, but my, my dad, my aunt, my uncle, my grandfather, somebody, there's some reason there in their history why they're a Cubs fan. And on that day that we won the World Series, you know, people were jumping up and down, hugging people they never met before until they sat down for the first thing of that game at a bar or, you know, wherever it may be. Um, so just to, to see that, it, I mean, I completely understand what you said about how touching it is and uh, just a really cool thing. Like, uh, there's nothing better than that. Yeah. Uh, people come up, I have always put little logos out or uh, little helmets on, on football games, night or baseball game, and they'll say to me, how long have you been a Bear fan? And I'll say, I was born a Bear fan. You're just, you know, that's instilled in you. I think you can take the girl out of Chicago, but you can't take Chicago out of the girl. I'm, We're I'm just... So. <laughs> It's 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 embedded. It's in our hearts. And my granddaughter uh, was born here in Vegas, and we ins we indoctrinated her. There is nothing better than the Cubs, the Sox, anything from Chicago. And I'm so happy to hear you say that because a lot of people, you know, they're kind of like bandwagon fans. They only want to jump on board when when it's greener pastures. And a lot of people, when the Blackhawks started doing good, um, you know, and had that window with the championship runs, uh, a lot of bandwagon fans jumped on. But if you're a Bears fan, uh, I was born in 84. I was too little to really appreciate the Super Bowl win in 85. Uh, so it, it's nice to see when they do well. It feels like there's a long drought in between. Same thing with the Cubs, you know, adopted them as a lovable loser. I love an underdog. And, you know, there was a couple seasons right there that looked hopeful, but it never panned out. Always, you know, something would go go wrong. And uh, it just feels, I think, better when you're with a team from birth and you go through the good times and the bad. And when it's a long stretch of bad over 100 years for the Cubs, it just makes it feel so much sweeter when they finally get it done and that you stuck with your team all that time. I was fortunate enough to go to the Blackhawk, uh, the Vegas Knights game. And uh, it's a hockey team now, so we've got our first pro hockey team. And it, there were more Chicago uh, people there because of what they were wearing than there were of uh, our team. But uh, what they were saying was, it's so hard to get a ticket in Chicago. You know, I guess they're grandfathered in and people have these seats for life. And so they got a ticket easier here at our arena. I would honestly believe that it, depending on the, the time of the year and how you, yeah. how you book your trip, that there's tickets expensive enough in the United Center for really up-close seats that you can probably book a hotel, uh, stay an airfare, and get your ticket to the game and have it be comparable to if you just bought a ticket yeah. in Chicago. Yeah, and then um, every year in March, the Cubs come and play uh, preseason game right. for two days. And every year I've never missed. And it's again, it's all full of Cubs people that sometimes 
can't get a ticket or it's just you can combine vacation with some sport entertainment. And right now, the Oakland Raiders, you know, yes. they're going to be coming to Vegas uh, yeah. pretty soon. And then you'll have a lot of Bears fans coming yes. out here, hopefully including myself, to yes. see the first time they play each other. Right. So it's exciting. We're really growing leaps and bounds and becoming a city with more art. Uh, we now have the Smith Center, which is um, there's opera jazz plays like there were in New York. So we're becoming a different, you know, more cultural I mean, we could probably go on and on for, for the kind of stuff that's out here in Vegas, but uh, I think the main focus of what I want to do in this interview is just to uh, speak to, like, the, the things that aren't beaten to death like a, a dead horse, because people think of Vegas, they think of gambling, they mm-hmm. think of drinking, but I honestly love meeting people, uh, both other people like myself that are just on vacation here, uh, as well as people that are residents, and uh, it's kind of just nice mm-hmm. to... Uh, escape from your everyday life and just meet nice people and have shared experiences with them and I'm so incredibly happy that I got to meet you officially uh, last night Carol. You know I live the same life I do in Chicago you just come I come to the casino for work I don't gamble I go home go to church be with my family so um, it's it's uh, it was it's the same thing you can make it the same thing you can make it what you want. And, you know, happy vibes, there can never be enough going around. Yeah. It's contagious. So I, I feel like every time when I, I walk into the Mirage and I go to the still, I see you back there doing your thing, and that reverberates, I think, out to the whole front room and the, and the bar and everything, and it's just a positive vibe. I, I've never, never felt like there is a bad time to be had at the still. You walk in, and if you're having a rough day, I think it immediately gets better. It's a great place to hang out, and uh, I'll definitely stop in every every Vegas vacation to, to see you and, uh, and the rest of the, the gang that works there. So I'm very, very happy for that. Well, that's what we like to hear. We like that you had that, um, you know, you had that feeling that you had, you, you were pleased that you got your money's worth, that we were special. And that's what we try to make you feel, that you are special and we want you back. And, uh, you know, and throughout the rest of this podcast, we'll talk to a couple more people, and it's just cool to uh, meet the people of Vegas. This is sort of a impromptu theme that I decided to do on vacation here, and uh, got to meet a lot of great people and uh, continue to while I'm here on this day. And, uh, Carol, it's been awesome to talk to you, and I will probably hopefully see you again on my visit to Vegas next year, because I've been like clockwork one a year since, since age 30, and I don't see any reason to stop. So I hope to see you again soon, and I thank you for sitting down with us. It's my pleasure, and I love meeting your dad, and I'm happy that you two bonded together together on a nice vacation oh yeah he's having a he's having a great time Uh, and he uh he doesn't drink hasn't for a long time since way back in the day when he was a younger guy and uh it's cool because he's he's living proof that exactly like the misconception i had before i first visited it's not all about drinking and gambling here like there's so much to do and he's he's having a blast so uh we're both very happy to have met you so thank you so much for sitting down and uh, being a guest on the after work drinks podcast thank you for having me all right you just heard my interview with carol that was a ton of fun uh so awesome that I actually remember her from my previous visit to the still and that when I went back there, I saw her and I was like, oh, she's still here. I need to talk to her. So glad I did. So glad we met and uh, very, very happy about that. But now I want to transition into an interview with an old friend of mine who I used to work with here in Chicago, and he has since relocated to Las Vegas. He is also a huge sports fan, and he is going to recommend us some local breweries as well. So get your pen and paper out. Make sure you jot these down for any future visits you may have to Las Vegas, because I know the next time I go back, I'm definitely going to hit every single place he mentioned. Very, very interested in that. So check it out. Here it is. All right, Pooch here for After Work Drinks Podcast. And right now I'm sitting down online via a conference call chat uh, with an old friend, a former coworker, fantasy footballer, wrestling fan, much like myself. We've got a lot in common. Uh, My friend Kier Ross, who 
was in Chicago. Obviously, that's how I knew him. And now he is living in Las Vegas. Kier, how are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. How are you today? I'm really good. I'm really good. Now, I had my little vacation uh, out in Vegas that just came to an end the other day. And we tried to link up, but you're working some crazy overnights right now. Uh, but I'm definitely going to be out there again sometime soon. I, I might actually be there uh, maybe, maybe in February. So I might get back sooner than I usually do. So we definitely got to try to get together. Yeah, the schedule will be much clearer about it. And so we can definitely make that happen. But uh, I'm glad that through the wonders of technology, I'm able to, to link up with you on here at least so we could talk about what we wanted to talk about, uh, have you on the podcast. Uh, I did a couple interviews while I was out in Las Vegas just trying to talk to people that I ran into, people that I met, just to get an idea of what Las Vegas is all about. You know, there's what's marketed to you as a vacation spot, and then there's people like yourself that actually live there now. Um, so how long has it been now since you've relocated, and what were the main reasons why you decided to move to Vegas? Um, been here since February. I was living in Tennessee the past four years. Uh, with my well, last four years by myself, but the last year my girlfriend ended up moving there with me, and we just both decided Tennessee wasn't the place we wanted to be. Um, she got a better job position if she transferred out to Vegas. So I transferred with Best Buy, and that's pretty much the story today. And I've, like I said, been here since February, and I've been loving it ever since I've been here. Don't get a chance to do as much as I want because I work a lot, but I still love it here. Yeah, so the schedule is a little bit crazy, but I guess the good thing if you're working overnights in retail and uh, working on these big projects is that you're in a city that kind of never sleeps, so that, that works out. I, I guess uh, you can do whatever you want, whenever you want, for the most part. Yeah, that's a bonus, man, um, having so many opportunities to do different things that any hour of the day working my schedule helps out a lot. <laughs> Now, talk to me about the, the cost of living and, and other perks that you enjoy in Las Vegas versus, say, here with the podcast. We're based out of Chicago. Everyone that's on the podcast knows Chicago can be a pretty expensive city to live in. Um, Las Vegas, if you're a tourist, you're out on the Strip, yeah, things can be pricey. But uh, talk to me about, like, normal Las Vegas living. How is that in comparison to a big city like Chicago? Very affordable. Once you leave the Strip, strip area, everything is normal. Uh, much less in Chicago. Cost of living is way lower. Unless you're living in a really up-and-coming neighborhood like I am, where it's a little bit more expensive, uh, but still nothing like Chicago. And then also in Vegas, uh, you got no state tax coming out of your paycheck, so that's a plus as well. So the sports teams are probably into this. I know usually when you're talking about uh, free agency in the sports, a lot of people like going to... Uh, I believe isn't it like Houston? I think is one of the cities that that the taxes is like they don't take anything from the players. So now that Las Vegas has some some sports coming up, they're probably going to be a destination people like as well. Oh no, yeah, they definitely enjoy that. Um, let's say with the football team coming, possibly a baseball team coming. I heard rumors about that. Maybe the A's move here with the Raiders. We'll see about that, but it's definitely a perk. Now, everybody knows the Strip area and then downtown Vegas uh, slash old Vegas. Um, but do you have any like hidden gem spots that you go to that are maybe a little bit less publicized, something outside of the touristy part of the city, stuff that you like or that you enjoy to hang out at? Um, so far, um, the baseball game, uh, the old Cashman Field, I've been there three times now. Um, it's a little bit off the old Vegas uh, strip, like um, off of Fremont, 
Uh, a lot of bars and stuff in that area. It's a great place to hang out, and it's not crowded at all, so you get to enjoy it without uh, having a bunch of people um, clogging up the space. Nice, nice. Uh, what are some of your favorite spots in and around town to grab a drink, like when you just want to blow off some steam? Do you got any favorite uh, locations that you could tell us about? Um, Hopra House. It's a German place uh, not too far from UNLV. Um, been there a lot with a couple of co-workers um, at the weekends on this remodel. Um, and Hot Nuts Brewery. Okay, yeah, so, I think I think that I've heard of that one. Yeah, like I say, don't get a much, don't get that much time. But when I do, those are the couple uh, places that um, I've been to a lot since I've been there. Okay, and uh, rolling right off the back of that question, uh, do you know of any breweries, wineries, distilleries uh, in the city that you could recommend? You just mentioned one. Are there any others that you've been trying to get out to? The Chicago Brewing Company is one big one I've been trying to get to. A lot of people have been telling me about that one. And Triple uh, Seven Restaurant and Microbrewery, that's another good one. All right, so going with the Vegas theme, Triple Seven. I'm going to have to look into that next time I'm out there. Uh, I know I tried to look on the menus at the restaurants I was at when I was there this past week and basically uh, just try anything that said it was uh, from a local brewery. So I ended up trying Big Dogs Brewing. Uh, it was an IPA called Peace, Love, and Happiness. Uh, I had another brewery, Tanaya Creek. Uh, you told me off mic that they were pretty popular. Their beer, Hop Ride, I tried. And then I also had Abel Baker Brewing. They had a beer called Waddle that I had playing Top Golf, which my first uh, foray into Top Golf did not go well. I sucked, but the beer was really good, so I'm okay with it. Trust me, I'm, my experience was the same way. <laughs> I, I was not good at the the golf part, uh, real golf part, or or the even just getting it into the scoring quadrants at Top Golf. I I was not good in either way not the fantasy or the real aspect of it um i thought golf was like like riding a bike i used to just kind of happy gilmore just take my hacks and it worked out not not this time it had been a few years and my slice is wicked but uh it was a good time i was glad i got to try a lot of beers got to do some cool activities while i was out there yeah that's good like i say man that golf is not not easy at all my first couple times just downright embarrassing like you said just thought i'd be able to walk out there and just pick it up real quick but uh they're just a lot of people laughing at me most of the day but good drink so made the best of it yeah yeah the the staff is a lot of fun so i had a good time even though uh even though i stunk at it and uh helps you be less frustrated i guess if you're having a good time but man i'm just happy none of my slices hit somebody a couple uh, <laughs> a couple days over it was pretty wicked but uh <laughs> golf Golf, not my sport, not so much, but uh, as you touched on a few minutes ago, there is a lot of sporting activities uh, going on in Las Vegas, so uh, we have the Las Vegas Golden Knights went all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals in their inaugural season. Uh, You've got the Raiders that are coming to town. People are really excited about that. You already see the gear being sold in shops, and you see people wearing stuff. They're excited, talking about it on the streets. Uh, You guys regularly have boxing and MMA events. Uh, NBA Rookie Ball and D-League, you know, they do that before the season gets going, and you can go view that in Vegas. Uh, collegiate sports, of course, you mentioned UNLV, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's all kinds of stuff. Uh, do you go to any of these, or do you, if not going to the actual event, do you hang out on the strip, like, during them to watch? Like, what's the atmosphere like when there's a big event going on? 
Uh, boxing is crazy. I was just down there this last weekend for that uh, Canelo Triple G uh, fight. Didn't go see the fight live, but just being down there, the atmosphere was great. Um, a lot of Canelo fans everywhere. That was wild. Um, the Stanley Cups were ridiculous. Everybody in town supported the team. So anywhere you went in Vegas was a party when they played. Everybody stopped what they were doing to watch the game. So that was big. Um, what surprised me the most is the AAA team. Uh, those baseball games are fantastic, and the uh, city is really involved. They support the team crazy. So that's a, that was a big draw for me. That's what I've been to the most, a lot of baseball games. That's awesome. Uh, I'm very happy to hear that because when, like say, for instance, with the Golden Knights, when you heard they were coming to town, you read a lot of articles online, and I remember the big thing that I kept seeing was uh, speculation like, hey, are they going to fill this arena? Like, is it just going to be like tourists? Like, hey, what can I do? I could go see a game. Are the locals going to care? Are they just going to be like, it's Vegas, party, party, party. I don't got time for these sports and everything. And the city really, really adopted it. I, I've seen YouTube videos and things like that of the, the pre-show, how it's kind of like a medieval times type thing. Uh, so yeah. it's still kind of bringing like the, the spectacle of and the showmanship of Vegas to it, but still a serious sports team. You know, your first season, you're not supposed to do that good. It's like, hey, you get the expansion draft, you know, these players that aren't protected for one reason or another, maybe their contract or whatever. That's who you get. That's who you got. That's who you play with. And they were just scrappy. They were fighters the whole season long. And I was rooting for them to pull it off. So I made sure that uh, the morning of checkout before I went to the airport, I bought myself a uh, Stanley Cup 2018 t-shirt at a gift shop. Uh, nice. it, it, said, uh, it said, Golden Misfits, we are all misfits. And I was just like, yeah, you know, that's kind of the feeling. I think uh, I've always liked an underdog. They weren't expected to do much their first year. And, and look what they did. And uh, I'm glad to hear that it's not just... Uh, not just what it appeared in the media to be, but that you being there as a resident can testify that, no, they really did get support and, and the people of Las Vegas are really, really behind them and all the other teams as well, even the minor league baseball. Yeah, they, they embrace every team that's here so far. Even the, uh, might not get a lot of press, but the WNBA team is getting a lot of support here as well. That's starting to take off. So hopefully with all these other teams doing really good, That'll give a chance for maybe an NBA team or possibly an MLB team to get into the city because it's showing that the fans will support the teams if they're here. And it's not just, you know, Vegas and the Strip. It's, the, you know, everything. Everybody's involved. Yeah, and it's definitely not just like, hey, teams we can gamble on. Because if you're in Vegas, you can gamble on any team in any state. It doesn't matter. I saw a ton of Chicago people wearing Bears and Cubs and, and all that stuff, you know. Uh, they actually care about the team, not for like the seedy uh, gambling and, and drinking reasons. Like, sure, when you watch the game, is it fun to bet on it and have a few? Of course, yes. But there's legitimate sports fans in Vegas, whether they were born and raised there, uh, whether they relocated there like yourself, as, as tons of people do to start you know, a new job or whatever the case may be. Um, I mean, a lot of people will follow an individual and a team will become their team because of the individual. People are very proud of Chris Bryant and uh, Bryce Harper out there, so they're going to follow their teams because they're Vegas kids. You know, like That's a, a cool thing to see, so I'm very happy to hear that that is the case and that there's all that support out there. Uh, I do have to say that I, I like coming there a lot. And I'm, I'm sorry we didn't get to link up this time, but uh, I think there's a few opportunities for me to be back. 
Uh, one day when I find like a woman that can handle me, I'll probably have a destination bachelor party out there. So if I ever get hitched, like Vegas is on the short list of places to do the bachelor party. And between now and then, you know, maybe we can link up for uh, boxing or MMA weekend. Maybe a little Blackhawks versus Golden Knights, Bears versus Raiders coming soon. Uh, we definitely will figure something out. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. And remember, you get the WWE pay-per-views twice a year now, so something like that. That's right. This is an audio podcast. Maybe I could throw up this uh, little video capture here, but you've got a wall of championship belts and things behind you from WWE. So uh, definitely something. If uh, if I can get myself to Vegas for a wrestling event or any kind of sporting thing, that would be an awesome time. And uh, i definitely love to link up with you and maybe go hit up one of these breweries that we've been talking about. And we could record some more for the podcast, do a, do a review on some of the beers out there as well. Sounds good, man. Look forward to it. All right, this has been Kier Ross sitting down with Pooch for the After Work Drinks podcast. Thanks for taking the time with us, Kier. I really appreciate it. Oh, no problem, man. Anytime. Take care. All right, man. I'll have you go get some uh, some rest before that overnight shift. Try to, man. Thank you. <laughs> All right. That is my interview with old coworker and friend Kier Ross. And if you're in Vegas, definitely check out the spots Kier mentioned. Uh, you've got Triple Seven Restaurant and Microbrewery. You've got Hop Nuts Brewing and Chicago Brewing Company as well. I wonder where their owner's from. I'm going to assume that he's either originally from... Ooh, there's motorcycles here at Oktoberfest. Uh, I'm going to assume that you don't make a, a Chicago Brewing Company in Vegas unless you're originally from Chicago or have some other reason to be a big fan of Chicago. Uh, but I don't know. We can all visit there sometime on our Vegas vacation and we can ask the owner if he's around. But uh, I did not get to step into any of those places while I was in Vegas. I definitely plan to check them all out next time I visit, which might be early in 2019. So we will see to be continued. I surely will do an interview and or deeper dive review if I do end up there. Uh, special thanks to our guest Vegas interviews, Carol from the Still at the Mirage Hotel and Casino. Kier, who you just heard with his sports talk and recommendations on breweries in the city, uh, as well as Amy and Jeff from Top Golf. Uh, thank, thanks to both of those guys; they were both uh, amazing. I had never been to Top Golf, Miguel. You've you've been? Oh yeah, Top Golf is a great time and awesome place to visit. I'm just like stupid here. Like we have two locations in Illinois, in uh, Naperville and Wooddale, and just for some reason, I I kept saying I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta get some friends and go, and it hadn't happened. So it was my first time in Vegas, and and they did me uh, they did me right out there. They they treat us really well. It was a fun fun time, uh, great experience. Uh, Amy says she's listening to podcasts all the time. Uh, so hopefully, Amy, if you're out there listening to this, uh, I told you I'd give you a shout out. I have. And hopefully in return, you tell all your podcast friends about us. And uh, that's our handshake deal. So hopefully that's what's going on. Uh, and Jeff, shout out to him as well. He was really fun uh, and nice to talk to you out there as well. Uh, the best first experience I could possibly have at Top Golf, And I'm definitely going to start going in Illinois now and also going to go next time when I'm in Vegas. So thanks to you both. And uh, thanks to Gordon Ramsay. Gordon, he doesn't listen to this podcast. He probably never will. But I uh, enjoyed his delicious food in all of his restaurants in Vegas all week long. That was amazing. And thanks to Imperial Oak Brewing for hosting this great event every year. Uh, there's many Oktoberfests all around the country. But there is only one Oktoberfest. And uh, I am currently enjoying it with Miguel right now. Uh, we're in the, the back lot around the corner here waiting for the German Oompa band to start things back up again with yet another set. But in the meantime, 
between the last time you heard our beautiful voices, I procured a boot. You heard, you, you heard that we had a lot of people coming up talking to us. <laughs> uh, we had Grant's brother-in-law, which was an awesome coincidence. Well, like, there's like a thousand people here, and we just happened to get one of the owner's brother-in-laws. That was cool. And then I also had a gentleman sell me a boot, and that's cool because they were sold out. But now I have the official Imperial Oak Oktoberfest 2018 boot, and I'm going to go clean it out and get it filled many times throughout the rest of the night. So that's awesome. And, uh, man, I think that's going to about do it for this one. Next time on the show, it's going to be a, a very special episode, kind of a fallish slash Halloween type theme. We're going to call Ooh. it our booze and booze special. So B double O S and B double O Z E. You like that play on words, Miguel? Oh yeah. Nothing, nothing but the best here. Freaky we, naughty. <laughs> <laughs> we're just full of genius ideas here. Is what it is. Uh, maybe we'll record that one all while wearing those uh, "I'm here for the booze" shirts that have a picture of a ghost on it. Maybe, maybe I'll get the whole team those. Uh, also, in addition to uh, our clever name, we'll have lots of special features, and uh, we're gonna try to visit lots of either uh, brewing events because there's definitely a lot of things like this this Oktoberfest definitely a lot more of those going on the rest of the month uh, there's a lot of wine festivals just uh, all kinds of stuff and you know we all got busy schedules but I'm gonna try to hit a couple of those incorporate that in the special and then the one thing that's for sure we will be recording live to tape just like we were today again uh, but this time from Soldier Field, uh, the site of the Chicago Bears versus the New York Jets game, uh, our official AWD tailgate. We're going to pregame starting at 8 a.m. all the way up to kickoff at noon. So keep your eyes and ears open. If you stay tuned to our social media pages, we'll have more information on that coming. Uh, stop by, say hi, drunkenly yell. Uh, today we didn't invite anybody to do that, but we were pretty sure it was going to happen. <laughs> And it did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next time, though, Soldier Field, we're inviting you. We want you to uh, be. It's going to be like college game day live, pretty much. Like, we're going to be recording, and we just want everybody to be rowdy in the background, coming in and out of the commercial breaks. We want to interact with you. Uh, we want to have a ton of fun. So please join us at Soldier Field on October 29th, Bears vs. Jets. Uh, more info to come on that. And then... In addition to announcements pertaining to our appearances, also stay tuned to our social media for all of our future guest and interview announcements and just any breaking news. That's where you find it. So uh, Instagram and Facebook at AWD Podcast. Then you got Twitter at AWD Pod and Snapchat. Come see what we're doing live in the moment. I'm snapping out a few things right now at Oktoberfest. Uh, the screen name for Snapchat is After Work Drinks, all one word, caps on the first letters. And if you can't find us, I don't know what to tell you because I don't search for myself online. You gotta, you gotta come find me. I play hide and seek really good. And uh, Miguel, thank you, man. It's uh, awesome. You know, we we got together with our buddy Armando way back in the day. And uh, we were talking about possibly doing like a, a YouTube form of after work drinks. And now here we are and we're doing an audio podcast. And uh, I definitely enjoyed having you step in here, uh, do a little fill in for Danielle. And I hope that she and I can have you on a future episode. Uh, maybe, maybe not at a fest, maybe a, a, a few <laughs> less boots in our system. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. I'm a little less uh, or more sober, I should say. Definitely. We're happy to come. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you've done a, a, a great job. I could not, for one, I could not tell. 
that you are in any way incapacitated. incapacitated. Your broadcasting skills have been top notch. I hope so. I mean, I could feel it, but I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's been a fun time. Uh, So this has been our special edition of the After Work Drinks podcast with Pooch Does Vegas and Oktoberfest slash Oktoberfest. If you're a cool kid, you're here with us at the Oak, baby. Uh, Until we reconvene for our booze and booze special. Uh, I just want to do our, our quick little parting shot message that we always do. Uh, we always have a, a really good time and we have a lot of fun on the show. And yes, it's based around, uh, you know, drinking and having a good time. However, uh, we always do it responsibly. Miguel here with his many boots in his system. He's taking an Uber home. Uh, I have had a grand total of two beers and the last one was over an hour ago. So uh, I'm switching to water. Uh, we just want to make sure that while you enjoy the show that you guys do us a favor. Please drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive. Be good to each other out there. And of course, thank you for listening. Uh, we will see you next time on our booze and and booze special can't wait we'll see you there oh yeah take care and enjoy your beer and that's going to do it for this episode of awd be sure to follow us on social media for bonus content and all the latest show news and announcements this has been the after work drinks podcast until next time cheers hey man i need a strong drink but first i need to sneak out of work real fast kick the shit off like a wedding crash Hit my computer off, I slide past my boss, I will be tossed If I'm caught again, but fuck it, I'm on the cell phone calling all my friends How we do? People say I got hex games for brains Cause the way I live my life, I must be insane But life's an adventure, I just ride it out Live in the moment, might die tomorrow Relax, I don't write this song to make it back I wrote the song cause works out, man, it's time to drink You know